myself a holiday in a Wi-Fi today. Never know what luck we might have. This is the other question: is whether or not it's hard to. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Colonies can fuck themselves. Go fuck themselves. This is a shot of all the girls. Welcome. You know, there's. Uh, it's always hard to talk about things um, when there is literally a war going on. I remember when I first started, when I first started doing this, um, the murder of George Floyd happened. As before, I started doing a live show. I just wanted to do a little vegan uh, Instagram, a little vegan. Uh, maybe some some memes. I wanted to do uh, maybe a vegan apparel company, and then George Floyd got murdered, and I was like, "How the hell can I even talk about, even think about making the world a better place?" There's cops killing people in the streets, and I was I was so depressed by it. I I marched in the George Floyd protests. I uh, I wanted to do something. And I stopped making content for a while. I stopped talking about veganism for. Not, I didn't really stop talking about it, obviously, but I stopped posting, and it was rough. And then today, of course, the um, the fighting intensifies in a place called Israel, and maybe you've heard of it, but the war is heating up. Live updates: death toll rises as Israel and Hamas fighting intensifies. Major airlines suspend flights. Egypt seeks Israeli-Palestinian prisoner trade. There's just um, a lot happening, and it's difficult. What to know is Israel declares war, bombards Gaza Strip after unprecedented Hamas attack. I don't know what the... It's, and it's always been difficult talking about this region. Like, what do you do to fight this type of shit from happening? Like, I th I feel like you stop buying oil. I think that'd be the a first a first good stop. You, you you stop paying for so much oil. So could could going vegan help? Yes, yes, I think it would. Um, but mostly because it's a stand for peace. Veganism is a stand for peace. It's saying that we don't want to use others. This apartheid shit that is happening in 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 Palestine needs to stop. It needs to stop. How can how can a people be pushed? How far can you push a people before they start fighting back? And when they fight back, this is what it looks like. It's a, it's a suicide. It, no one thinks the Hamas is going to win. It's just a horrible thing that's happening, and it's really difficult for me to think about. Oh well, let's try to make let's try let's all get together and make the world a better place. You and me, you you and me, we vegans, we happy few. 
we band of brothers and sisters who are going to go once more onto the breach. You know, like we can go. I'm going to Loyola today in um, Chicago where I'm going to park my virtual reality studio and we're going to talk about, you know, not experimenting on animals and we're going to talk about how, you know, to wake up, to stop being ignorant because ignorant ignorance costs us everything and information is free. You could, we're living in a world where information is free and people still want to be ignorant. That's the situation we're in. And so here I am handing out information, trying to get people interested in knowing stuff on college campuses where you think it would be easy, but no, au contraire, mon frere, it is not the easy place that you think it is. College campuses are not the bastions of hope that one would that one would have come to expect, right? This this place where people with open minds gather and <laughs> and exchange ideas and and new and new uh, exciting exciting theories about the future. No, maybe it was like that when you and I were in in, uh, in down there in, the, in universities. But these days, no, no, there's no hope. There's no hope amongst young people. There's no there's no there's no ideas. They don't believe that the world can be made a better place. The the best that they're hoping for is that maybe with a piece of paper that says that they're smart, they might be able to become more of a have a competitive edge in the um, in the in the labor market. Religion, tradition, cultures. It has been leading to war and killing for centuries. Gorik, Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. I mean, we all know that. If you even if you read Shakespeare, half of the kings when they become kings want to go to the Middle East. It just keeps happening. Humans are so dumb. Yeah, Gorak, you're absolutely right. Has to du hast recht. Um, greetings from Galway, Galway on the Atlantic coast of Ireland. Good greetings, Paul Campbell. Thank you for being here. Yesterday, I read that the Amish men who have been punished by their community for possessing cell phones, which which threaten their traditional way of life. Yeah. Well, what do you know? It's funny. We were driving through Pennsylvania. We saw a horse-drawn carriage in the rain. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's an Amish person hauling ass down the street with the, with the enslaved horse. Black horse, black carriage, black soul, if you ask me. Still enslaving animals, marching them down the street with the whip in your hand. What are you going to do? Last night, we checked into Holiday Inn on the north side of Chicago, Skokie, Illinois. And here we are, okie dokie, Skokie. But the internet seems good. They've got an indoor pool that I hope to use later because I'm guessing it's going to be a cold day. And I'd, I'd rather not to be at this juncture. We are, we are at this juncture. All we can do is do our tiny little piece. We can't make the world a better place, but we can, we can clean up our little corner of it. And maybe you can clean up your corner of it, you know? Maybe you could just save a couple hundred animals every year by not by not uh, actively participating in the system of oppression that we all know. 8 a.m. in Chicago, 2 p.m. here in Ireland. 8 a.m. in Michigan is 1 p.m. here in Ireland. Mm, it is 8 a.m. here in Chicago. I think that I'm one hour ahead than I was. My All my clocks are wrong. It's very strange traveling across America because we have three or four time zones, depending on who you ask. And when you do, you don't know exactly where you are. So I just set it up. Every time I'm in a new city, I set up these broadcasts for the week so that I at least will know that's what time the show is. So right now we are on 8 a.m. Central Time, and I hope that you enjoy it. Hi, Ben G. Nice to see you. I'm glad you're here. Today's word of the day is juncture. Juncture. 
not at this juncture. That used to be a great thing that um, Dana Carvey's impersonation of George H.W. Bush, Daddy Bush, you go, not at this juncture. Wouldn't be prudent. Saddam Hussein needs Saddam Hussein needs a um, a regime change. Nah, that's how that's how good old uh, George H. W. Bush used to speak. Uh, juncture refers to an important point in a process or activity, or to a junction that is a place where things join. Are we at a juncture? I think we might be. At this juncture in the editing process, said Phillips, it is important that all facts have been double-checked and for sources verified. At this juncture, at the juncture of the two rivers sits a large beaver's dam. <laughs> yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. A large beaver's dam sits at the at the uh, at the juncture of two rivers. Yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense. That's what those beavers do. Gotta love those beavers, you know. I've been a beaver lover for my whole life, and um, let me tell you, at this juncture, I'm, I'm perfectly okay with it. Bikes are highly technical stuff, after all. Yeah, they certainly are. Amish, Amish apparently can't ride bikes, but can use horses. Yeah, they can't use bikes or an electric bike. They can't use anything. A bike is a, techno, is a technological advancement. They're not allowed to use bikes. They can't even use record players. Are you kidding me? They don't have mirrors, stupid vegan. They don't have mirrors. If you're not allowed to use a mirror, you're a backwards, creepy religion that needs to end. This is, again, you know, at this juncture, I'd like to say, at this juncture, we need to all agree that religion is poison and it needs to end. Religion needs to end. It's humanity's had a good run with religion. We've killed a lot of each other. We've killed each other for years about it. Now it's time for religion to end. The bad greatly outweighs the the good of it. Nothing nothing good came out of a religion that could have come out of it without religion. That's never happened. What's up, Pig's Dream? Beautiful artist Jason Gutt creative force behind vegan pantry jason gut everybody if you're if you haven't gone to vegan pantry online please do it's a wonderful website you should, totally should check it out i see all the vegan pre-shifts this week are set up for 2 p.m irish time paul campbell that's a an astute observation my friend i try to set them all up at one time so that even if i'm in a different time zone i can still like set my clock by the show because after all it's not the great it's not this big world that's important it's you and me it's you and me it's this connection that becomes important i have to say when i woke up today it was dark and i'm trying not to not, not to wake my roommate joseph I'm trying to wake him up i'm like sneaking around and i'm like well, how do i i'm like this is what's the most important thing i wake up i get out of bed in order to do this you're the most important thing to me you know what i mean vegan community is the most important thing to me Yes, Gaia, the time of religion is over. The time of religion is over. We have to stop it. What is your thoughts on Bart Campolo? Well, I think Bart Campolo. <laughs> let me let me let me make sure I know who Bart Campolo is before I make a make a Bart Campolo, a humanist chaplain at the University of Cincinnati. I don't really know who this guy is, Bart Campolo. I'm sorry. It's subject of documentary Leaving My Father's Faith. No, I never heard of Bart Campolo. I'm sorry. I see all vegan pre-shifts this week. You got it, baby. I'm so agnostic at this point. Agnostic? I'm anti-theist. How can you even manage to be agnostic? Oh, let's just see. The only way, the only, the only attitude to meet a um, 
a religion, the only ad, the only attitude with which to meet a religion is scorn, <laughs> scorn, disdain. There's no reason for it. Did you know? Join us. We journey into the history of juncture, a word that's neither junky nor janky, but just dandy. Juncture comes from the late Latin verb jungere. Okay, to join. And has many English relatives, including not only join and junction, but also conjugal. Oh, conjugal. Have you ever heard of conjugal visits in prisons? I hear they do wonders for the spirits of the of the uh, of the inmates. And junta. I love this. Junta, junta, a group of persons controlling a government. The use of juncture in English dates back to the 14th century when it meant a place where two or more things are joined by the 17th century. It could also refer to an important point in a process or activity. There you go. At this juncture, let's abolish all religion and then solve the problem in the Middle East overnight. Overnight. Sorry, guys. We're not going to recognize any more religions. It's over. It's over. But how will we do it? I don't know. Education or something. How do you get rid of all? How do you get of all? How do you get rid of all the religions? How do you abolish religion? I don't know. Guns. <laughs> I hope it's not guns. Education. Books. Could it be books? Could books abolish religion successfully? I think it might be able to. Maybe. So today I'm going to Loyola between the um, the dorms and the main campus. Loyola is a weird place. It's right near the coast of the lake in Chicago. And it's really badass. But it's really hard to park on campus. So we have to like park in front of the dorms. And I'm hoping on Columbus Day, which is today. Today is Columbus Day. We're going to... Um, be able to catch some some students in and coming in and out of their dorms that's my idea i'm hoping it will work i'm hoping we'll be able to change some hearts and minds or at least plant seeds of 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 you know con, of conflict have hopefully inspire a little bit of conflict in the souls of students about experimenting on animals i'm wearing this shirt today the shirt says, close down the National Primate Research Centers, and there's a blue glove reaching for a little monkey. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that that will be, you know, catch some eyes. I'm hoping it will. I'm really hoping. Uh, anyway, it's Columbus Day, and you know what that means, that today in history, somebody did something wrong. Somebody did something wrong today, but... Um, Actually, the, the day that Columbus sailed uh, for the ocean, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue to go to America and uh, slit some throats. He was, uh, no, he, he did that a couple days ago, actually. Today, I think, is, this, is it his friggin' birthday? What is it? What is it? I think it's just the Monday. We do it on every, it's always a Monday. I think they just do it that way. It's not like an actual, it's not like an actual thing, you know? I don't think it's just like, October 9th isn't the day. It's just like the first the first Monday in October or some shit. And uh, we still do it. We still celebrate Columbus Day. Isn't that exciting? What do you think? I think Columbus Day is... Uh... <laughs> do you guys celebrate Columbus Day where you are in the world? Columbus, one of the great praised early mass murderers. Yeah, he wasn't a good guy, that's for sure. But um, 
you know, people thought he was for most of my life. And, uh, you know, we, we, when I was a kid, it was like, yeah, he probably did some bad stuff, but he did come to America and start this whole, this whole thing. And I was like, even as a kid, I was like, wait, so what did he do when he got here? You know, the Indians or something. Don't worry about it. It's a big deal for the Italians. And so, like, the Italian-Americans always were, like, the Knights of Columbus, right? And then you have the District of Columbia. It's named after Columbus. We call it the pre-Columbian exchange. The Columbian exchange being the moment in time where East met West and the world exchanged uh, diseases and, uh, and plants and everybody, the whole world changed. So what do you call, what, what, is, is it important time? Sure. Was he an important dude? Yeah. Was he a bad guy? Yeah, he was a bad guy. Maybe we shouldn't be, uh, having a special day for him. I don't know. If all the world went vegan says Paul Campbell, that would lead to greater consciousness and by osmosis, no wars. I agree. I think that there's no way that people would sign up to murder humans if they're against murdering animals. Fuck Columbus. Hated the guy for over two decades. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aren't we supposed to hate him these days? I do feel sorry for the uh, uh, Italian-Americans, though. It's pretty crazy. There's a lady yelling at uh, She decided to sit right behind me and start yelling. Can you hear her? I sat in this little corner, and now that there's a woman screaming behind me, and um, don't know why she decided to sit behind me and do that. There's plenty. Where I, I'm in this giant atrium. I'm in a giant atrium. I don't know if you can see. It's huge. Let's see if I can see this. Can you see? Oh, there she is yelling at me. She's just shouting into a phone. And uh, can you see her? She's wearing yellow. And she's yelling into a phone. And they seem to be talking at the same time. I'm not sure how they're getting anything done. But they're talking simultaneously. That She and the person on the other line, on the other side of the phone. But you can see there's lots of other places. It's a giant room. And she rolled up behind me and decided to start shouting. So I'm sorry about that. Sorry about that, guys. Yes, an independent, authentic ethics might make religious people get out of the fundamental locked mindset. Do you think so, Vegan D? That'd be so cool. Might as well have an Adolf day. Do you think that if they had won the war, Adolf would have a day? He would have. And then 50 years later, they'd be like, maybe we shouldn't be celebrating him, but he was a big deal. I mean, he was a big deal, so should we... Uh... Indigenous People Day. That's what most people call it now. It's Indigenous People Day. So that's a good idea. Columbus Day is celebrated in Austrian schools as well. It is? I didn't know that. We actually take it's a lot of people take the day off on on today. So that's kind of fun. Yeah, Indigenous Day. A lot of people call it Indigenous Day. It's true. You can't really hear her? Wonderful. That's great. What a lovely lady. <laughs> you can hear me clearly. Thank you so much. Loyola University of Chicago is a private research university in Chicago, Illinois, founded in 1870 by the Society of Jesus. Loyola is one of the largest Catholic universities in the United States. Its namesake is St. Ignatius of, Lo of Loyola. Yeah, Ignacio. Um, Ignacio, of course, is because they invented nachos. Ignacio of Loyola invented nachos. 
And if you've ever eaten nachos, then you know the, the contribution is very real. Uh, Loyola is a very prestigious university in, in, uh, in America. It's probably the most prestigious in Chicago. And that's where I'm going today. Isn't that fun? All humans are colonial colonists, including indigenous people. Alpha Sophist, that's a very good point. Um, <laughs> that's such a good point. Yeah, you're absolutely right. All human beings have killed a shitload of animals. There you go. You're absolutely right. Well, Alpha Sophist, that is an unpopular opinion, and I welcome it. Thank you for bringing that up on this wonderful show where we talk about veganism. Thank you. Today in history, uh, Charlemagne and his brother Carloman the first are crowned kings of the Franks. Charlemagne, 768, Charles the Great. A lot of people think of Charles the Great as a peace bringer. And still today, the Charlemagne Award is given to people who believe and work on peace Leif Erikson reach, reaches Vinland, possibly Lance au Madou, um, in Canada. He's the first Europeans to reach North America in 1,000. Leif Erikson, do you believe it? Do you think that that? Do you think that the Vikings were the first ones ever here? I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, there's just a short little jump over. It didn't take that long to get from there to there. Atlantic is really they're really close up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Very little, but it's not bothering me. Probably bothering. Well, they're screaming behind me. So, yeah, it's bothering me a little bit. But what are you going to do, you know? Words carved in stone and a concrete God, please, just so it's... <laughs> that's just so helpless. Words carved in stone and a concrete God. Why not? This lady is shouting and getting uh, lots of people paying attention to her now. So... This is Chicago, though. You're going to have this type of thing. We're lucky that she's talking to a phone. A lot of the times I'm walking through Chicago, people just screaming at themselves. We walked past somebody that was looking inside of a window, shouting, saying, get out here. Get the hell out of here. I want to beat your ass. And then we look inside the – there's no one in there. He's shouting at himself. He's shouting at his reflection. And he's having a full-on conversation shouting at a guy. So – we're lucky that this person's actually talking to presumably another human on the other side of the of the line, you know. The white anti-vegan was talking about how colonists shouldn't be speaking for indigenous people, so I asked why he was speaking for them as a colonist, and he had no answer. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. Don't talk about don't talk for <laughs> you're not allowed to talk about indigenous people only i'm allowed to talk about indigenous people i use my laser to burn earthling ed's picture and toast that's my religion not bad i'm gonna get a tattoo of earthling out of my neck and then 269 on this side what do you think how do you think about that chicago detroit all are examples of how not to build a city uh yeah it's pretty it's pretty rough um Chicago is one of those towns that um, parts of it are really beautiful, really beautiful, but you have to have a lot of money to be there. It's uh, it's a little ridiculous. I know that's that you can kind of say that about any city, but this city seems to be particularly um, keen on that type of division. 
I went over to where like the uh, the McAllister house from Home Alone, and those houses are all millions of dollars. It's ridiculous these houses. I'm going. How do these houses exist in the same city? I love that you burn your laser. I want to see. The, I want to see it. Chicago. Yeah. I want all human conflict to end so we animal rights get TV coverage. Well, you know, it's really sad. It's almost like, uh, which do you put first? Oh, that lady's gone. Oh, my God. It's like a goddamn it's like a goddamn miracle that she's out of here. Yeah. What is this? Franklin D. Roosevelt approves an atomic program that would become the Manhattan Project. This is the Manhattan Project. <laughs> 1941. You know what's funny? So the Manhattan Project took place mostly in New Mexico and in Berkeley, California, a lot of the scientists were at Berkeley, and I would, I, yeah, I was telling people they'd be like, "Oh, Berkeley's Mr. Liberal School." And I'm like, "Uh, Berkeley in, invented the nuclear bomb, dude. I don't know what you're talking about." And um, they're like, "It's called Manhattan Project. It's in Manhattan. It was not called the Manhattan Project because it was in Manhattan. They don't name projects after the cities they're in. Their code names, their code names." So that everyone knows what you're talking about. You don't just call it like, like you wouldn't call if I wouldn't if I want to talk in code about this show. I wouldn't call it the, um, I wouldn't call it the pre-shift project. I would call it the uh, the Chicago project or some shit. I make something up so that people wouldn't know what I was talking about. That's why it's called the Manhattan Project. Please don't think that because it's called the Manhattan Project that it actually took place in Manhattan. It did not at all. Um, North Korea conducts its first nuclear test in 2006 with an estimated yield of 0.42 kilotons. There you go. If you want North Korea, you could destroy us all. Why not do it? NBC National Broadcast Corporation forms, and there you go. Dung, dung, dung. In 1926, isn't that exciting? In 1926, and still there around. These old companies, I say shut them down. I'd like to see new companies spring up. You know, I like to see new guys with new ideas. Is it possible for someone to start their own TV show now? Is it possible? I claim vegans target indigenous people, but when I search, I can't see any direct examples of vegans even talking about indigenous people. No, vegans don't even talk to indigenous people. In fact, who, who, how would we target indigenous people? How would that even be possible? How do you target indigenous people? I want to know. Let's let's know. Let's just decide what that looks like, so we can all be on the watch for it. Can we all be on the lookout for targeting indigenous people? I would know. I want to know what that means, so that if I ever see it, I can be like, "Aha! I, I found the example that everyone's been looking for." I want to know. Please tell me what it is. I asked for people exam for examples of claiming this and was told to do my own homework. They always tell that. Do your own homework. Mm-hmm. Do your own homework. I can't do the work for you. Well, could you point me at the right direction at least? Point me in the right direction. I'll do all the homework you want. Even just like point me in the right direction. Tell me where to start. I'd love to find out. Um, the in, in 1986, Phantom of the Opera came out starring Michael Crawford. Wow. Michael Crawford was the big deal. It ran for 13,629 Michael Crawford, eventually he quit because it was too dangerous. He said, I can't do this anymore. He did 13,000 shows and stopped. People cried that Michael Crawford wasn't doing it anymore. They, people traveled. We've got to go see Michael Crawford do Phantom of the Opera. Anyway, Phantom of the Opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
inside my mind. If you haven't seen it, my mom loved Phantom of the Opera. I think I think that was kind of an old lady thing, Mo- a mom thing. Moms loved Phantom of the Opera. They really did. Ain't that funny? Isaac Singer patents the sewing machine motor. Singer sewing machine motor. Isn't that great? All these people. Who's oh, Charles the Tenth? Abolitionist and suffragist. Um, this is pretty cool because she was a writer, anti-slavery activist. Shad Carey's first published letter was to fellow abolitionist and African-American statesman Frederick Douglass advocating that we should do more and talk less. We've been holding conventions for years. We've been assembling together and whining over our difficulties and afflictions, passing resolutions on resolutions to any extent. But it does not. But it does really seem that we have made but little progress in considering our resolves. There you go. She was the first black woman in North America to publish a newspaper, the Provincial Freeman. You know, what do you think? Don't you think it's funny every time you find out that people in the abolition movement of American racial slavery were saying the same shit we're talking about now? We should do more and talk less. We should. Ha- we have been holding conventions for years. We have been assembling together and whining over our difficulties and afflictions. Are we still doing that? Are we still doing that? I think we're still doing that. What are we doing about ending the animal holocaust? What are we doing about ending it? What are you doing about ending it? Are you going out and doing something? I want to break a monkey free. I really wish I knew the guys who broke in. They break into monkey facilities and break them free that's what i want to i want to get involved in that that's my next form of activism if i get arrested that's why i want to i want to i want to break in and free some free some rabbits i don't know what we'll do with them when we free them but at the end of the day i feel like it's so it's so sad that these animals are all locked up and i'm out here trying to get people to care and most people it, uh, most people, I think, would care, but they don't care enough to even grab a flyer. Most people, like some do, and that's great. But then you have to. So a percentage of the people that I talk to won't even take a. So out of out of a, let's call it a hundred thousand people. If only ten percent take a flyer, or one percent take a flyer, and then only one percent of them give a shit, it's still like a this diminishing return situation, right? So how do you go out and actually make an impact? I I know that I I have to believe that something some of the stuff that I'm doing is making an impact, but you can't even I think most people would care. But you can't even get them to care enough to get the information so that they can care about it. They're so ignorant and willfully so that you can't get a person to open their mind long enough to get a little information, just crack it open and sprinkle a little information. You can't even get that far. I really believe that people would care if they got just a little bit. Because most people, when they do, they go, holy shit, we're doing what to monkeys? We're doing what to animals? You can't, you can't tell me this is okay. And yet, here we are. Here we are. Indigenous people are capable of caring about animals the same as anyone else. That's true. They are. They are capable of doing it, and and they're capable of doing something about it, too. 
Most indigenous people are also heavily mixed with European heritage, so I don't think pure indigenous humans even exist. Well, they do in like, you know, the the Peruvian rainforest and stuff. I mean, they do in like self-isolated tribes. I also got links and none of them showed relevant examples, including an opinion article of someone claiming this and laws against seal clubbing. Imagine vegans don't have that pull. Laws against sea pull. Yeah, it's the vegans who got the laws against sea clubbing. It's us. We're the ones that did that. <laughs> I wish that were true. Let's let's claim it. We have yeah, we did that. We did that because seal clubbing is disgusting. Targeting, we're targeting them. The suggestion that vegans is not a doable for indigenous people is racist in itself, but intersectionals don't want to acknowledge this. It's totally racist. Here's the other thing. How dare someone every time here's the here's how I treat the indigenous question. Once someone brings up indigenous tribes, that is appropriation. They are appropriating the experiences of others. They are not a, they are not indigenous. So the second they start talking about indigenous tribes, you could say, Well, why are you appropriating the lives of indigenous people? You racist. I'm talking about you. I'm not talking about indigenous people. I'm talking about you, you who are able to decide between soy milk and titty juice at the fucking grocery store. I'm not talking about indigenous people. How dare you appropriate their experiences? When when I have a conversation with them, then it'll definitely be different than the one I have with you. But you appropriating them is the worst form of racism because you're using their experiences to justify your heinous behavior. You see how disgusting that is? Using someone else's experience to justify your behavior. That'd be like saying, no, I'm not going to say it. No, no, I'm not going to say that out loud what I was about to say. That vegans can, oh, can't get laws passed if we like we wanted to. Exactly. When Toki died, one tribe was actually fighting to give her a proper burial. Vegans are less than 0.1% of the population. It's not rational, so we can get... <laughs> We're doing it all. Yeah. I mean, I think that, though, with a little bit of education, like you think about African Americans and the Civil Rights Movement, the moderate white guy was the one who got it done. MLK said his enemy wasn't the wasn't the uh, racist. His enemy was the moderate white man or the moderate african-american the moderate was his was his was his enemy i feel like that's our thing our thing i find that to be identical our our enemy is not the bacon troll our enemy is the person saying that they love animals but still eat them they're moderates they don't want to they don't want to rock the boat they have an invested interest and they have a vested interest in the status quo and want to keep things the way they are they can't be bothered to acknowledge it, says the real thing. They can only be concerned with their about their next holiday. Bingo. I hate when people, I hate when vegans glorify indigenous hunting practices and using the whole animal. Oh, yeah. Oh, they use the whole animal. They, so does the factory farm. They use every piece of the cow. What the fuck difference does that make? It makes no difference whatsoever. Talking about indigenous people, whether or not you're you're glorifying it or denigrating it uh, of their experiences, you're appropriating their fucking lifestyles. You're appropriating their identity, and that is real nasty style of racism. That is real nasty racism when you decide to use them as your crutch. You're using them. 
don't use indigenous people. Don't use animals. Don't use indigenous people. <laughs> don't use each other. Don't use anybody. Don't use indigenous people. No vegan would ever do that. Exactly. UK, Great Britain, LGBT census showed that they're around 3% of the population. Our, re our enemy is unreasonable reducitarian. Yeah, a lot of people like that for sure. Our biggest enemy is vegetarian sky. They're holding change back because of their addiction to cut. It's a good point. The idea of the uh, vegetarian might be considered like the, 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 li the liberal moderate, right? Yeah, I think they would fall into the, that group I'm talking about, Gorek, like the vegetarian being that, that group of moderates that says that they love animals. I'm an animal lover. I wouldn't do anything to hurt an animal except eat cheese and eggs, you know, because I just can't give it up. I eat mollusks. It's 10% for fuck's sake, yeah. Man, this Holiday Inn has no apples and no bananas. But they have sausage, eggs, and other disgusting animal products. But I'm thinking maybe I can get some oatmeal. Oatmeal. I might be able to steal some oatmeal from the... I'm not sure. I just wanted an apple or banana. It's so difficult sometimes at these hotels. If half of them changed 10%, you're absolutely right. I agree. I agree. I agree. All right. So... Anyway, that's who, it's her birth today, Aunt Marianne Shad Carey. She was an abolitionist, 1823. She was born, she died at 69 of stomach cancer because she just couldn't stomach the bullshit anymore. She died at 1893. At least she saw, at least she saw the freedom, the freedom of the, of the slaves. And um, yeah, pretty badass. Frederick Douglass, of course, if you don't know who that is, I'm sorry for you. I don't have time to go into it. Frederick Douglass is one of the most important Americans to ever live. If you don't know who he is, Get on it. Eugene Bullard was the, come on, yeah, his first black pilot. He flew for the French during the war. He was African-American. Yeah, he's kind of a badass. Uh, after the war, he returned to the United States, but it was not welcomed back with open arms. He eventually settled in Paris again, where he died in 1961. It's a famous story where he also died of stomach cancer. Coincidence? So he, um, he was a, an Amer American pilot, but then when he came back, uh, he he was like this racist asshole is still in America. So he moved back to Paris. We had a lot of that uh, during World War II because African-Americans, they realized that in Europe, uh, our people aren't treated like that. So you had this influx of African-Americans into the uh, into the European way of life. Isn't that interesting? Europe, man, they're, way, they're always way ahead of us, aren't they? They're always way ahead of us. This is World War One, right? Yeah, World War One. World War One was the big thing. Like uh, people like Josephine Baker, there was all sorts of people who ended up over there on the other side of the pond because they weren't treating black people so horribly in Europe as they were in America. How long you got left on the tour now? Today is October 9th. I have one, almost two months left. A month and a, almost two months I've got left on the tour. A month and a half or something. We're almost halfway through. So yeah. A month and a half traveling America, trying to make the world a better place. What do you think? Are we going to do it? I hope so. I'm really enjoying it. I'd love to do another one, I think. I'd love to do another. I, I just really love being around vegans and being around talking about animal rights. It's such a blessing to have the um, 
it's such a blessing to have a job where I'm talking about animals and animal rights. Such a blessing. And so for everyone who wants to talk shit on PETA, think about what they're actually doing for vegans and for animals. And you know what? You might not agree with every single tactic, but they're a very big organization. And I am involved with PETA too, which is the outreach arm. We are not a protest arm. We're an outreach and education arm. And I think that is pretty dope. And I would love to do it again. That's the plan. I'm not sure how it will all turn out. I'm actually already starting to worry what I'm going to do in about six weeks time because uh, I need a paycheck, you know. So what am I going to do in six weeks, guys? I'm not really making much money off of this YouTube channel. <laughs> By the way, please, if you'd like to um, go to veganofcourse.net, pick up a shirt. That would be rad. Please go pick up a t-shirt at veganofcourse.net. There's lots of awesome things that you can get there. And I should also mention that Wild Earth is our sponsor. Wild Earth is a really cool dog company. They sell dog food. They're vegan, science-backed, cruelty-free, vet-developed, clean ingredients. You can order their food online. You can see all of their ingredients here. You can join them right there. Don't forget to tell them that VOC sent you. And um, look at this. Delicious, drool-inducing flavors, total body benefits, veterinarian developed and approved. It's all there. It's it, They were on Shark Tank. If you haven't seen that episode of Shark Tank, it was pretty rad. Fast Company BBC. So anyway, please look at you can get look at four stars, four, five stars, five stars, five stars. A uh, wolf. <laughs> Let's feed the evolution together. So if you have a, a companion animal and you'd like to get 30% off, please go over here and check it out. Go to. Yeah, go to wildearth.com. Check it out, please. Yeah. Oh, dear, Scott, you should buy yourself a box of bananas and a bag of apple, oranges, apples, and dates and some cold-pressed juice if only these things were readily available. Well, I do have some apples in the truck that I'm probably going to end up eating today. That's what I'm going to do. Remember when Grumpy Vegan Granddad called unreasonable rapey virgin? <laughs> no, I do not remember that at all. No. <laughs> no, I did not remember that. But okay, I did not. I know I do not remember when he ever said that. Grumpy Vegan Granddad, unreduced, unreasonable, reducitarian had this carnist on who judged strangers at the gym for punching punching bags. He referred to them as pure psychopaths, people hurting nobody and just punching a bag. <laughs> yeah, because that's the problem. People punching punching bags. That's the problem. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. That's so ridiculous. The problem is people punching punching bags, not not killing animals. <laughs> so stupid. All right. Uh, Sharon Osborne, Guillermo del Toro, John Lennon. I think if John Lennon were, to, were here today, he'd be vegan. Because you know why? Paul McCartney's... Paul McCartney won't say he's vegan, but everyone around him says he's vegan. I know that uh, Ringo Starr is vegan. So I think John Lennon would be vegan today if he if he were alive today. That's my theory. I like it. Um, Joe Pepitoni, who's Jackson Brown again, singer songwriter. Oh yeah, the Pretender. Uh, they call me the Great Pretender. Seventy five years old. He's Heidelberg Deutschland. He's from Germany. I had no idea. Do you think Jackson Brown's vegan? Jackson Brown vegan. 
He is a strict. Ooh, he is Brown and his band. At this point, I learned that he is a strict vegan. So not only did he did the food have to be nutritious, but it also had to be unwrapped, as he did not want any garbage from wrappers on the specialized candy bars. Jackson Brown is vegan. Guys, how rad is that? Yeah, I think John Lennon would be would be vegan if he was alive. So look at that. Jackson Brown is vegan. How cool is that? That he does they didn't even want to have um any garbage from wrappers on his specialized candy bars. There you go. I'm on topic. Jackson Brown is vegan. He's that's wonderful. All these things, I keep finding all of these things right now. He's dull brown rice and tofu. He doesn't have to sustain himself on that. He's got the seven best dishes. Jackson Brown. There you go. Jackson Brown's totally vegan. That's pretty cool. All right, who else we got? Who else we got in here? Is, is Sharon Osbourne? Can't be. Sharon Osbourne, there's no way she's vegan. She's too right-wing. Guillermo Toro, definitely not. But hey, we found one, Jackson Brown. Happy birthday, Jackson Brown. I think that's pretty cool. He's probably been canceled for something. Is he is he is he evil? Does anyone does anyone hate him? Did he do anything wrong? <laughs> Anytime you're like, oh great, someone's cool. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh. He's still performing. He's touring across two countries and he has six upcoming countries concerts there you go he's still touring which means he must not have been canceled so there you go jackson brown happy birthday jackson brown god bless you i'm glad you're here <laughs> I'm, I'm now gonna listen to some jackson brown some jackson brown music in the truck today because you know what life's too short i'm gonna try to listen to vegans <laughs> perfect who died today did any vegans die today in history Who's this? Jack Dempsey? Jack Dempsey? Mir oh, I don't care about that. All right, so George Hainsworth, Benjamin Benninger, Che Guevara died today. Oscar Schindler. Oscar Schindler and Che Guevara. Well, Oscar Schindler... Oscar Schindler was the one... You probably all know. He was the one. He was a member of the Nazi party. He saved 1,200 Jews during the Holocaust by employing them in his enamelware and ammunitions factory called schindler's list was the movie yeah if you haven't seen it i totally recommend it i actually think that schindler's list is the most vegan movie ever made if you can watch that and not understand the analogy then you're a fucking idiot like if you you if you're vegan and you haven't seen schindler's list i really recommend it if you're not vegan and you haven't seen schindler's list I think that you should watch it and become vegan <laughs> because there's parts in this movie where you're like, how could someone not understand this? That this is a, I can't believe that Steven Spielberg isn't vegan. After having seen this and when you see it, you can understand why so many Holocaust survivors are vegan. Yeah. Everyone should be meant to carry around a food container so we don't need styrofoam or plastic wrappers. That would be cool. I think, isn't that interesting that we should all be doing that when we're in our home base? I feel like it's a little unavoidable when you're, like, traveling. But why does everybody, like, where they live have so much garbage? I look when, on garbage day when I go down the street and I'm like, how the fuck do you guys have so much garbage? I look at my neighbor's 
like all down my street. And I'm like, what are you guys buying? Like I, my trash cans are empty. I get they, the, my trash can, my trash man comes every week. And really I need him to come once a month. And yet all of my neighbors overflowing, their trash cans are overflowing. What are they doing? I don't understand it. Vegans are cool, says Pig Dream. I think so. I'm glad you agree. That's like grocery stores using plastic bags still. Well, we took a step back during the pandemic, didn't we? But in California, they're not even allowed to give you plastic bags most of the time. The closer you get to the ocean, the worse it is. Or the better it is. Depends on how you look at it. Anyway, this Austrian, is it's his happy, happy death day. I hope you guys have a better day than um, Austrian Oscar Schindler. And, you know, I guess we should talk about Che Guevara. Che Guevara, he's a, he's a revolutionary. Cuban revolution later, killed by the CIA. Do you really want to talk about Che Guevara? He's so problematic. I used to think he was a hero. I have problems with him today. But um, he was asthmatic. And when I was a kid, I was, as, I was asthmatic. Um, I still have asthma. He was asthmatic. And in his diary, he talks about it. And I think about how, like, if I were a, I could be a revolutionary. If he could do it, I can do it. He didn't let it hold him back. Why should I let him hold it? Hold it? Why should I let it hold me back? Anyway, he was Argentinian, and people think he's uh, pretty cool. A lot of people put him on the t-shirts. Yeah. Anyway, happy birthday. No, not happy birthday. Happy death day, Che Guevara and Oscar Schindler. Hope you guys have a better day than they did. In the meantime. We need to do a affirmation for vegans only. If you are Austrian legend, exactly, and ein Österreicher, und das hat er auch verdient. Dein Schulz, dein, dein Schatz, what do you call it? Dein, dein Stolz, der Stolz der Österreich. Anyway, I was bookkeeping. I, I was in a bookshop listening to Thomas Connelly speak from Wikipedia. Thomas Michael Connelly is an Australian novelist. He is best known for his nonfiction novel, Schindler's Ark, the story of Oscar Schindler's rescue of Jews during the Holocaust. Won the Booker Prize, yeah, the Man Booker Prize in 1982. The book would later be adapted to Steven Spielberg. Yep, isn't that great? Am I German ethnicity? Um, Yes, ish. I mean, I'm American, so like we're all mixed up. Uh, but I have I'm like German Irish mostly, and um, I lived in Germany for six years, so ich kann auch Deutsch. And I also learned when I came back to America, and I went to college. I double majored in German, so I majored in English and German. So I like boned up on my German. I don't use German every day today, but I can still read it really well, and I'm pretty. I'm still fluent. But um, now when I speak German, it takes me a little while to get back into it. But I used to be as, as fluent in German as I am in English. Yeah, I love, I love the German language. Thank you for asking. Am I German ethnicity? Sort of, yeah. Sorta. Sorta. I'm German. I'm a Krautmick, as they say. Listen here, my Krautmick friend. All right. Today is, here's your uh, vegan affirmation. This is an affirmation for vegans only. If you aren't vegan... I'm not sure why you're here, but please, GTFO, I don't need you here. This is for vegans only. This is an affirmation for vegans only. 
because there should be no no good vibes going to anyone but vegans. Good vibes are for vegans only. As I wind down, I remind myself of my blessings. Oh, as I wind down, I remind myself of my blessings. That's interesting. I do a wind down meditation every night on Headspace, and it puts me to sleep. I love it. As I prepare to sleep, I focus on all that I have to be thankful for. That'd be such a good thing to. Maybe I should start doing that at night. I usually do it in the morning, but like to do a gratitude journal at night would be better. To like count how great your life has been, all the things you have to be grateful for before you go to bed. That's a good idea. This process helps me sleep with a happy heart and wake up with a fresh perspective. How I end each night is how I will start each day. Knowing this. I take time to do it right and set myself up for success. That's so great, you know. In in food and beverage and hospitality, we would always say set up, set yourself up for success. Set the next team up for success. Set yourself up for success. How are you setting yourself up for up for success? How are you setting yourself up for success? I think that that's something really to aspire to, and I hope that you will do that with me. I think that I'm going to think about that a lot today, and at this juncture. Maybe、uh, start incorporating a nighttime ritual where I'm setting up myself for success the next day. When I was really in my professional life, I would like do my to-do list before I went to bed, so I would wake up fresh and have a new perspective on my day. And and also it was able it was a great way to get rid of like my to-do list, right? Download it onto a piece of paper, and then it doesn't need to occupy your mind when you're trying to sleep. And I take sleep very seriously. Because I'm a, for too long I just could not sleep all the way through the night. Now I still don't sleep all the way through the night, but I'm really good at falling asleep and getting there. So it was, yeah, it's been really great, guys. That's the free shift. I hope you have a great day. I hope that at this juncture you will set yourself up for success. I hope you feel like I've helped you set up for success. And.、Um, Please head on over to veganofcourse.net or to our Patreon. Thank you, Patreon subscribers. You guys are amazing. Patreon.com/veganofcourse. Thank you so much for everything you do. I wouldn't be able to do this show without you because Streamyard costs money. Everything costs money, you know.、Um, oh my God, everything costs money, doesn't it? I can't even pay for my. I'm late. I'm late for my、um, internet bill at home. And so I need to. It's really weird to be paying bills at home while you're on the road. It's difficult to get that all to go. So I need to figure out what am I going to do for this next step. It's it's stressing me out a little bit. What am I going to do after this tour is over? I still want to talk about animals. I still want to be fighting for animals. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. So how do I do that? Thank you so much. And if you haven't already subscribed, if you were on Facebook, Twitter, or Twitch, I see there's some people on Facebook and Twitch. Please. Head on over to veganofcourse.net and veganofcourse on YouTube and subscribe. Thank you guys so so much. I really do appreciate you. On Friday we're going to have the guest、uh, Stephen from Wild Earth. Wild Earth is coming on to talk about vegan dogs. Thanks guys. See ya. It's so hard to not abuse animals. Carnies can.
have you guys been watching the um i've been doing things with larry larry the puppet he's pretty cool i've been i've been doing some content with him i hope that you like those things please share the puppet stuff so that i know that you like it um sharing the uh sharing the shorts is the best way to help the channel sharing shorts uh on your own channel remixing them to put them on on your posts share them on your tweeters or your exes or whatever all my exes died in texas so thank you so much for helping out that way i really do appreciate you guys illegitimate non-carborundum don't let the bastards grind you down you know there's too many of them and you can't there needs to be more of us but i need you i seriously do <laughs> seriously and we need each other and god damn it the animals need you for sure so keep going illegitimate non-carborundum don't let the bastards grind you down Godspeed, Rebels.